Hi everyone, Pam here with Multifamily Mondays. Thanks for listening to me and continuing to support this and also learning. Let's jump straight into it. So today I wanna to talk about how to invest in like top popular cities and also kind of why to stay away from them. I know that's kind of like two opposite ends of the stream here, but hear me out. Let's go through the top 10 cities first. Um, number one, Austin, Texas. Um, then Boise in Idaho, then Charlotte, North Carolina, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Newark, New Jersey. And we have two in California, Palm Springs and Sacramento, um, Salt Lake City in Utah, Tampa, Florida, and Worcester, uh, Massachusetts. So if you kind of get the idea of it, um, it's basically kind of across the board. And you know what I'll have my team do is um, we'll post the list of those cities um, in the description box or wherever, wherever it is, but it'll be there for you guys to reference. Um, in a nutshell, whenever I look at a place where there is a lot of like hot activity or it's saturated, if you hear that word saturated in the real estate terms, that just means that everyone and their mamas and papas and brothers and sisters, they're all investing in that area. So just a thought for you guys. Um, what if you didn't really invest in like city center in Austin, Texas, for example, but you looked maybe an hour outside? Um, it's not too far to drive into downtown Austin. Uh, but still not too far away to get to anywhere else. So why don't you scope out and expand the radius? That's usually how Pam's brain works, is I start to study the map of that city and I'll expand the radius outward. And uh, the three main things I look for, guys, is the and it's part of the infrastructure. So the hospital and healthcare system, because guess what? We're all humans and we will get sick at some point. So you want to live near places that can provide health care for you. Uh, the second part is uh, colleges and education. So I like to look uh, to see if there are good colleges nearby as well, because we need to train our future generations so that they can work in the healthcare systems, for example, or like, you know, bring in business and um, kind of, what's the word that I can't think of at the moment here? Um, stimulate the economy of the cities that surround Austin, for example. So that's number two. Uh, looking at colleges that are anchoring that area. And then lastly, what I like to look for as, as well is what is near the main airport hub? So for example, since I live in California, guys, and I'm trying to invest in Austin, I need to be able to get there pretty easily because if I need to do property inspections, walkthroughs, or meet with my property management team, I don't wanna be traveling, like for example, flying there and then driving three and a half hours just to get to a city. That's just Pam's preference. So I try to look for things like that as well. So when you're investing uh, and looking at areas to invest in, kind of expand the radius, but make sure you can get there easily too. And actually, let me add a bonus tip. You want to check on the population number. So if you're looking at, you know, some random city that's close enough to Austin, maybe it's an hour, hour and a half away, but there's a population of only a thousand people or 2000, that's a no-go zone. Do not go there. That means the city is either dying, it's stagnant, and it's not growing. And you don't want to be investing in that area because the city's infrastructure will not support your business. Everyone is going to be looking elsewhere. So those are the kind of infrastructure things that I like to look at. Uh, gas stations are, are one as well. I know gas is expensive right now, but hey, we still drive everywhere. Uh, and if you want people to drive to your apartment complex, you kind of need to have gas stations around. Next, we all love to eat, right? So you need to find out if there's some big chains in the area, Target, Walmart, uh, Sam's Club, Costco, or maybe some fast food chains. Are they in the area because people need to eat? 
and they don't want to have to drive an hour to go get food or groceries unless you are seriously trying to invest in like a ranch or farmland, but that's not why you're listening to this podcast, right? So in a nutshell, um, the top 10 cities to invest for 2022 are listed. Uh, There's two in California, but I am urging you guys to kind of think creatively and think a different way, like how I would think, and just kind of expand the radius outward and see what other things are anchoring um, that city. So uh, let's take a look at Palm Springs. That's another one. I'm, I'm pretty familiar with that area because I live close to it. It's near casinos. Uh, it's also near um, like a national park in a sense. You can, so there's many things that it's near, so you can always expand outward. Now, near Palm Springs is a city called, I think it's called like the Salton Sea. Uh, that city is dying, so I don't recommend you trying to invest there. You're going to find super cheap properties there, but when you start doing the research on the population and how it's declined over the years, and you look at the infrastructure, that is also a no-go zone. So that's like a prime example for you guys of how I, a quick and dirty of how Pam's mind works. If Palm Springs was the main hub, look outward, and then I look at the surrounding areas and then try to pick an area where the city's not dying, you want to make sure that there are people there and it's growing and businesses are coming in. And right now near Palm Springs, California and beyond in that area, um, there's a huge industrial boom meaning we have um, a lot of Amazon warehouses sprouting up. So if you follow that path, the path of progression, guys, of where they're building industrial warehouses, what do you think is going to happen next? They're going to look for people who want to work there. And if people want to work there, what do you think those people need? They need places to live. They don't want to have to travel back and forth from you know downtown LA all the way out to past Palm Springs. So that would be a good way to look for places that have apartments that are you know reasonable enough for their workers to to live while they work at Amazon. So things like that. That's called like studying the infrastructure and making sure that you're in the path of progress and that way you kind of safeguard your property and your rentals. I hope that makes sense. Okay, so I talked loosely on the surface level of how I would expand the radius and what I would first look at. So just a quick recap here, you would look at basically the infrastructure, the roads, Um, how to get to and from the ease of it and like some of the major anchoring industries, whether it's healthcare, education, or I don't know, hospitality. You want to make sure that there are jobs nearby so people want to live where your apartments are. One of the things I talked about as well is the population number. So you need to make sure that the population is growing because that tells you that um, the city is investing in their people and it's going to grow. And that means companies are projecting their five to 10 year uh, strategy plans for staying in that local area. Another thing I like to look at, if I didn't mention this already, is making sure that it's near a big airport. Why? Because people come from all over these days. Long gone are the wagon wheels. So you want to make it easy for people to visit their families who might be living at your apartments, for example. So Try to look for big um, airports and stay kind of, I, I want to say maybe like within the two hour range driving distance. Now, I know some of you might be like, hey, what about the miles? I go by kind of a feeling of just like, hey, ballpark, an hour and a half to two hours is about the max that I personally would drive. So I'm going off of that. Now, if you're more comfortable with, you know, when your plane lands and you drive three to five hours to a property, you might have an advantage over people like me who wouldn't even look beyond. So just another thought here of just being creative. If you're willing to 
look further, know that your property values will be cheaper too. You can't really gain as much um, profits unless you're like getting closer to city center. Uh, let's see, other tips. Let's talk about Boise, Idaho for a bit. Um, it is a hot, 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 hot city. So I recommend for sure you guys expand, like there's even all the way up to the border of Washington state as well. I've been um, in this market for quite a while and it's boomed a lot. And so I recommend that you guys not, if you wanna make a lot of money with a higher cap rate, my recommendation is to look almost two hours out of Boise. And maybe you might need to buy land first and develop there. Unfortunately, the city can't catch up with the demand or the developers. So you just gotta be patient about the process of doing the whole development and stuff like that. But there are a lot of single family homes that are being built right now too. So if you really want to buy just to buy, and if you haven't listened to my previous episodes of why you should just buy five units and above, if you don't wanna to listen to that, that's okay. I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea. If you would just wanna buy like a single family home or a plot of land, um, that that area would be a good place to kind of start as well. It's gonna grow. There's a lot of transplants there from Washington state and from California, um, Oregon people as well. Let's see what else. I don't know much, too much on the East Coast. Uh, I was in Tampa earlier this year and it is really hot as well. Um, I went there for a convention that I was speaking at and then decided to go tour a couple apartment complexes with one of the brokers there at Marcus and Millichap. And to me, this was only what, three months ago? Um, to me, I think the property prices are way overpriced. Although there are some people who are still able to buy it, but it's gonna take a while to really recruit their, their money. Now, if you're a cash buyer, that's a different story, but I believe the majority of my audience here are not full on cash buyers like myself. I don't really recommend that route. Uh, I believe in kind of leveraging yourself smartly and just spreading, um, spreading it apart. So if you want to look in Tampa, Florida, for example, there is, um, I think there's like a city or a couple cities in between Tampa and Orlando. So Tampa has a, a big airport. And once again, I said airports are important. And Orlando does as well, because that's where uh, Disney World and Universals and all that stuff is at. But in between that, there are a couple cities, and that's within the one hour to two hour range that I highly recommend you take a look, because guess what? Everyone has to drive to work in Tampa, or maybe they go to Orlando as well. So worth looking into. So that's something of how I would look at um, a new city. Uh, let's see, another city I've looked at here, Salt Lake City in Utah. Um, Fun fact, by the way, I went to the Salt salt Flats. Is that what they're called? The Bonneville Salt Flats. It was super fun out there. So if you have not, I highly recommend you go check it out. Um, I'm married into a family of like adrenaline junkies and I myself love that too. So it's so cool to imagine racing your cars or vehicles out there. I did walk on it and it was really fun. Um, it's just surreal where you look around and it's white powder everywhere and just, just flat whiteness. Um, pretty cool actually. And I just drove off the freeway, parked my car and walked onto it. So, okay, back to back to properties here. So in Salt Lake City, for example, um, it's quite saturated as well. So you look maybe an hour or two out. Um, and honestly, where I was heading to the Bonneville Salt Flats, uh, there is, God, I forgot the name of the city. Maybe it's Bonneville, right there. Um, it's anchored by a casino and it's up and coming. It's not your typical class A type of um, type of properties or your uh, your tenants, but if you don't mind being there, 
that is an area that could kind of come up now that market right there it's it's a little unique so i would encourage you to just really study the city to see how the casinos are doing how the population is going and what the city uh, mayor plans to put in um because i'm not too familiar with their next five to ten year plan and, and as i said you need to be part of the path of progression you want to make sure that they're not going to move away from there though i don't think they would because they have a casino that probably makes money from people coming in from other states and making a pit stop as they're heading towards Salt Lake City. So that's that one. And then let's talk about Sacramento. Sacramento, California, that's up north uh, where our capital, our state capital is. It's been growing a while and it's growing more because of the spillover from like people from San Francisco, um, San Jose, just all up there. And there are a couple UC systems or colleges nearby as well. So Sacramento is good. Um, and once again, kind of like my tip, if it's too expensive in downtown Sacramento, start looking outward. Maybe look between um, Sacramento and San Francisco or Sacramento and San Jose, for example, because then you're anchored between those major airport hubs and the major freeways that will take you there. So you have multiple paths to get to that city. As I'm telling you, these top 10 cities to invest in 2022, remember that uh, what works for you may not work for others or, and may not work for me either. It depends if you're like a short-term investor, long-term investor, or active, passive. Like all of, all of those factors come into play. Like what is your exit strategy? Is your plan to hold on to something for like three years, five years, or flip? I, like I said, I don't recommend flipping or wholesaling, but to each their own. Um, I found what I like and I like to do that. Um, or I found what I like, which is investing long-term. And I like to do that because it's slow enough for me to understand the the area the property's performance and all that fun stuff i just don't want to have a heart attack each time i'm trying to flip a property um but the returns are great that way so i don't know to each their own um <laughs> just make sure you're well aware of your style and your preference of investing oh so like for example um with these cities uh one of so actually a couple of my friends uh they like to focus um investing in like almost like dormitory style properties that are near colleges that's their jam that's all they do so that could be something that you might like to do too so in those major cities that i talked about find like our local college a jc or you know maybe a university and look immediately in that area and i'm willing to bet that it's probably overpriced right now but that's kind of like another strategy that you can try to do um in the nearby cities is to be close to the local colleges because there will always be a need for students and students need housing one thing you want to keep in mind is that there will be a lot of turnover and maybe that's okay for you too because if you want to invest this way when there's a lot of turnover that means you can come into a quick fix and raise rents which means you'll end up raising your noi and what does that do guys raises your property value and increases your cash flow as well so that's pretty neat stuff so that's one strategy that i just gave you guys right there um, another strategy uh, that some some of my colleagues do is that they invest heavily near um, hospitals because they know that usually when people go to hospitals they might have family members who want to be there for them um, but they can't stay overnight in the hospital so they need something local and sometimes uh, hotels are a little too expensive and so they'll contract the apartment complexes with the hospital system and so there's like a guaranteed uh, guaranteed occupancy so the hospital can refer a patient's families to go live or stay you know a couple months or maybe it's a week in that apartment complex 
So that's another um, investment strategy that you can look into as well. Well, I guess that's it for today. Thanks for listening to me. Um, once again, today's episode is, was about the top 10 cities to invest in 2022. But really, my hint is look beyond that city, increase the radius of um, of where the city is. And that's where you might find some little nuggets or little gems of areas and pockets that you can invest in to really maximize your profit and your income potential for you and your uh, investors, your partners, or whoever else is joining your team. So this is Pam again with Multifamily Mondays. Again, thank you for your support. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. This is so weird. <laughs>